My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If this is the kind of trouble I'm going to get on LinkedIn, I'm going to go somewhere else to to build my community. It's in LinkedIn's interest, isn't it, to to make sure these things are sorted out. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Extra Shot. This is the after show for The Digital Coffee, which is a show where I talk about seven news stories in the world of digital marketing but this is the after show where we just delve into one of those topics in more detail we also discuss the internet winners and losers of the week and now I want to introduce you to my wonderful co-host making saying hello making hi how are you Amanda I'm good I'm good um I'm excited about talking about this week's news story. Well, when I say excited, I don't think it's good news for anyone, but we don't want to preempt. We don't want to tell people what that is straight off the bat. Um, I'm realizing I've got to introduce myself. My name's Amanda Webb. I'm a digital marketing ROI trainer, consultant and mentor, and I love Google Analytics. (laughs) So there you go. For those of you that are listening on the podcast and wondering why this is all a little bit haphazard, that's because we record this as a LinkedIn live audio event and we ask contributors come along and after we've introduced the story, they have their say and they talk about their business as well. So a big welcome to Hannah, Timothy and Ella, who may be joining us later. But before we start, we like to discuss the animal that May King is. What does that mean, making? Well, anybody uh, who uses uh, Google Docs will know that um, as a shared uh, document, uh, you appear as an animal. So what animal am I this week? And making has to pretend she's the animal for the entire session after we've said this. (laughs) You've actually changed animal. I just looked and I'm like, okay. So what were you last week? I don't remember. It was something cute, wasn't it? It was an Australian um, animal, I think. <laughs> mm. Well, this week... Oh, no. You... It was um, a frog. 
It was a frog, a that's frog. right. Yeah, you weren't cute last week and you're not cute this week unless you're a goth. You might think you are cute if you are a goth. That is the hint. Can you guess what you are? An animal that goths might like or, yeah, it is a mammal, I think. Uh, Any? A bat? <laughs> yes, you're a bat. <laughs> you're a oh, bat. Yes! <laughs> so, you're a bit early for Halloween, but um, you're good. Maybe you're a vampire bat and you get to suck our blood. I don't know, but you're a bat. So now you will be channeling your battiness for the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, um, let's start with the um, internet winner of the week. Now, this made you giggle, didn't it, Amanda? Yes. So I'm not sure if everyone will think this is a winner, but I think it's a winner because we often talk about our robot overlords and how they're going to take over the world. Something that I only half believe, but we think is quite funny. Well, this week, the Internet thinks the Snapchat AI is our robot overlord and is about to take over the world. Because this week, the Snapchat AI posted a story. Now, if you don't know what the Snapchat AI is, I've never used it, but it's basically like a chat tool. You can ask it, you know, what's the, the, tell me about a coffee shop nearby or whatever, and it will answer your questions in a conversational way. This week, it posted a story of what looked like a wall and a ceiling, a yellowish wall and a greyish ceiling, just blank screen. And then it went off air and said, I'm sorry, I'm having issues right now. I can't talk to you. So everyone thinks that this is the AI gone rogue. It means that it's turned into a human being style creature that can post stories. Is it? No, it was just a glitch, but I think it's great fun. Any thoughts on this making? (laughs) (laughs) It was just the reaction. Um, First of all, um, we had um, Mashable approached Snapchat and said, would you like to, you know, uh, report on this? And they denied it. And then um, and then there were lots of people who managed to screenshot the uh, the actual picture. So, you know, um, there's no point in Snapchat denying it really because there was uh, evidence, right? Uh, and, and people were freaking out about what it all meant and, and stuff. Uh, and yeah, it was all a little bit silly. Uh, but yes, it. I suppose in a way it is nice because in the last few weeks we've, you know, we've heard um, AI experts, you know, leaving Google and saying, you know, we're doomed. <laughs> uh, and this story clearly shows that AI has not quite got to, um, you know, uh, AI or overlord um, levels as yet. So uh, just helps us to, you know, put ourselves at ease a little bit uh, that uh, even uh, AI uh, bots can make a mistake. I am just reading some of the tweets and some of the screenshots that people have from after the incident. So like in some cases it's denying. Some of them it seems to admit it. Um, he says, oh, got it. I remember now I did post a white picture to my story. My bad. I must have forgotten. Thanks for reminding me. Spooky. Spooky is that. Um, and yeah, the picture is kind of anyone else Snapchat my AI post to their story. So they've got, yes, they've got, did anyone else's Snapchat post to their story? It's really bizarre. I'm reading these tweets really badly. So podcast listeners, do do um, bear with me. People who are live are used to me rambling on. Hey, I'm a bit busy at the moment. Can we catch up later? 
Ha ha, thanks. I'll try my best to be as normal as possible. Just here to chat and help out. Doesn't it sound spooky when you read it, though? Isn't it weird? (laughs) (laughs) It really is. It kind of feels like we need to give them a menopausal brain button, doesn't it? (laughs) I'm going to press mine. Silence for a moment. Menopausal brain! You know, maybe it has reached the menopause in its cycle. You know, we don't know how quick AI ages. Obviously a lot quicker because it was only born recently. So obviously a lot faster. So maybe it just has a menopausal brain. Yeah. (laughs) Menopausal brain. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's who won the internet, the Snapchat AI, in my opinion, just for the humour of the thing. It made me laugh. It cheered me up this week. Who lost the internet making? Oh, well, you won't be surprised to hear that. It's Have you got your bell ready? Have you got your bell ready? I have. It's I'm ready. the Elon Musk versus Zuckerberg beef. Now, you may have heard uh, in the last few weeks, you know, they uh, threatened to go uh, have a cage fight. It was going to be in Rome. They were both getting, you know, getting ready for it. And after a while, I think Zuckerberg realized, well, you know, this is getting a bit silly. So he kind of called it off. Uh, But Musk, he's not having any of it. He is absolutely not having any of it and said he's going to show up at Zuckerberg's house to fight. I mean, this is just so ridiculous. Um, You know, after reading the article, I thought, I'm not going to get my three minutes back again. (laughs) So ridiculous that Musk is continuing. Just keep ringing that bell, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's just acting like a ridiculous, ridiculous child and continues to act like a ridiculous child, saying that he's going to drive his uh, Tesla car to find uh, Zuckerberg's house. Uh, He's going to answer the door, the fight's on, they're going to fight in the backyard. Then, um, And then he was saying that Zuckerberg is going to fight and probably win, so he'll be like Bruce Lee. It's like, why bring in Bruce Lee into it? Honestly, (laughs) it is so, so ridiculous. So, you know, I think that Zuckerberg is right that you know he's trying to you know calm the situation down said I'm not going to do it anymore the Rome um the Rome government Italian government said uh you know they denied that it was going to be held at the Colosseum anyway um but Musk keeps still bringing it up and it's just so so ridiculous so um Musk ring that bell again Amanda hang on losing that <laughs> I have to say, I've gone through so many stages in this story because when it was first announced, they lost the internet. That was our losers of the internet this week. I mean, frat boy, stupid behaviour. And then I kind of got into the idea. I was like, actually, I'd like to see these two Egypts beat each other up and maybe, you know, maybe we could have some serious people take over our social networks. And then... um, then Musk was saying, oh, the back hurts. We're going to have a back operation. You see, you're scared because the Zuckerberg's <laughs> ripped, like, and he's trained in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> so he was scared. And that was the point that Elon, uh, uh, Zuckerberg, I can't believe I'm even talking about these ridiculous people. I'm almost, I we need a rant button. So then that's the point that Zuckerberg went, eh, well, he's not really into it, is he? I'm not going to do it. And then Musk says, I'm coming around your house and I'm going to cover it on X. And it's like, oh, come on, right? This story is dead as a dodo, unfortunately. Now I'm kind of sad it's not going to happen in the Coliseum. I think I'd almost have bought a ticket, you know. 
Um, <laughs> really? That's how, that's how much my opinion about this story has changed. But I still think it's ridiculous and they wasted it. Unless they're going to beat each other up. You know, they've wasted our time really, haven't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> now, we may take a short ad break or we may not, depending, depending on a whole load of things. So I'm just going to pause for a second. If you're listening on LinkedIn Live, so just a shout out to Ella, Mel and Ginny who have joined us. If you're listening on LinkedIn Live, your service will not be interrupted. If you're listening on the podcast, it might be. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. And welcome back. <laughs> I love that bit of the show. I love doing that bit of the show. <laughs> so what? which one of the seven stories that I covered today in the Digital Coffee are we going to discuss in more detail making? We're going to be talking about uh, Facebook groups. Um, now, I imagine that uh, Mel, uh, Ella, Ginny, uh, your active users of Facebook, and a lot of people keep going back to it because it's, you know, the OG when it comes to social media uh, platforms. Um, and one of the reasons that people go back is your Facebook groups, you know, these interest-based communities. Um, and that seems to be where the discussions are had, where business is made, where uh, impact and change is, is happening. However, if you set up uh, Facebook groups, uh, and I know I have in the past and uh, you have, Amanda, and you don't maintain them regularly, then um, Facebook is actually going to give you a bit of a shock because they're um, suggesting that they're going to notify inactive admins that it will appoint someone else if you don't get your act together. Um, and so uh, basically... That's like giving um, keys to, you know, the community that you've created to just some random someone who probably does, you know, hasn't got anything better to do but to rant and rave in your community group. Can you imagine that? So um, I am not a fan of this. Uh, I remember when I created um, 
uh, Brisbane's uh, Queensland's first Facebook group. So this is way back in 2010. Um, the uh, functionality was, um, you know, announced, and a week later, I thought, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" So I created the first group, uh, and uh, and it grew very, very quickly. Uh, there were people who were vying to, you know, help me with um, admin, and uh, a couple of them, I have to say, it went to their heads. <laughs> Ah, and it was like managing children. So if I suddenly was no longer managing that group and, you know, and the thought of it being handed over to some of the people who were the most vocal in the group, oh, my goodness, it would have been an absolute nightmare. Amanda, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it just seems like I too do get it. Like I have like historically loads of groups and obviously they're not active anymore. And even before I saw this announcement during the week, I just noticed there was like some groups there and I went, oh, should delete those. And it's not easy to delete. What you have to do is you have to go in, you have to remove all the members one by one and then remove yourself as the last one. And unless, if you're not the last one to leave, then someone else gets appointed as admin. So you have to do all that and then that closes the group. So it's a big job to close a group. I'm going to have to go through all those old groups and do that now because I'm just worried that somebody is going to take that over. And because there's stuff there in my name, I'd be worried about what's going to happen to that. So that's the first thing. I do understand partly, though, why they want to do this, because they want to reactivate people using groups. So they want to make sure that one, that they're moderated properly, so they're able to get rid of any spam that's there. And also, the more active groups are, the more content they have to place ads against, the more interesting an area, knowing that people enjoy using groups, the more interesting it is. But actually removing, I think... It does give you a chance to assign someone, but say you weren't on Facebook for a few days, you could come back and your group's gone. And if you spent all that time building that group, building your community around, you know, a specific topic, you're you're just losing all that time that you've put in. Like my, I've got one group, um, Digital Marketing Superheroes, and I've had it for years and it is quite inactive because I only post there... <laughs> every now and then, you know, once a week, maybe I put my digital coffee in there, but that's it. I've also just got that new group I set up for analytics day. You know, it that was difficult to bring all those people together. I hate to think that, you know, in a in few months time, just some random member of that group has it. You know, I did. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not, a, I can see why they do it, but I don't think I'm a fan of this or they just need to make it easier to close your group. So not just like deactivate it because you can close it temporarily, but actually to delete a group, they need to make that easier as well, because otherwise you're going to be forever associated with a group where maybe nasty things are happening. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, going back to that group that I uh, created, unfortunately, um, a couple of the people who were uh, admin, um, they muted me uh, and uh, and there was nothing I could do about it. And it started to become not the group that I initially created. And what's even worse now is that, you know, my Facebook account's been hacked. So there's no way I can get into that group anymore. Uh, now, uh, what what is interesting is that whenever I've tried to resurface and say, um, you know, I am the founder of Queensland Business, not these guys who try to claim ownership, um, my voice has been drowned out. And now I'll never be able to um, take, my, you know, remove the group or delete it or uh, disassociate myself with it um, because, um, you know, I can no longer go into my um, my accounts, you know, which is hacked. So it is a bit of a, a concern. Um so, yeah, and with your um, analytics uh, day, um, 
uh, group, Amanda. I guess what this means is that you'll need to, you know, pop in, you know, something in every so often to keep active. I think I Hannah think... mentioned. Um, I, I think Hannah mentioned earlier um, uh, a great point. Um, during your uh, digital coffee show that um what does active mean you know is that once a week once a month you know that that whole definition is a little bit blurry as well but a little bit unclear luckily i do have other admins on that group that i trust like you <laughs> the feed alpha i think <laughs> i had been kind of what am i going to do with this because i'm not ready to have an active facebook group and i've been thinking about it for a while but this piece of news has really made me go i'm actually just going to you can temporarily close it until next year when we run the event again so i think that's kind of just made the decision for me i suppose just oh. one more example real life example how this might not work is um i used to be in quite an active blogging group and one of the men, I don't know why I have to tell you it was a man, but I do. We're all women here watching. So you know where I'm coming from. One of the men in the group, for some reason, didn't like me, you know. And so he was quite, every time I posted, he put like a little po put down comment or whatever. You know, he originally didn't like me on Twitter. Now he didn't like me in his group. <laughs> You know, it, it was just like he it was just there was nothing wrong with what I was doing. It was just very clear that he he had a beef. And when the group was asking, put out a call for more admins in the group, he was like, I want to be an admin in this group. And obviously, somebody that's going to treat someone, a member of the group like that shouldn't be allowed to be an admin. So only a human can understand that that's happening until the AI overlords mm. take off. So, you know, hopefully mm. the human saw that actually this wasn't a good contributor to the group. He was quite a nasty piece of work. But a robot wouldn't necessarily see that. They'd see they were a good engager. This person's engaging loads in the group. Let's give them the admin role, which is, that's what's worrying really, isn't it? It's not going to necessarily mm. pick the best people. It's not going to keep mm. communities that have been supportive in the past supportive in the future. But anyway, anyway, end of rant. <laughs> I do need a rant button. That wasn't as ranty as last week. Definitely not. I feel like I need something to rant. Well, I, could, I did have a little rant about the whole Elon Musk thing. <laughs> so we're getting to the part in the show where we want to invite listeners to have their say. So Ella, Mel or Ginny, do you want to come on board and have your say and also promote your business? Yahoo! Hello, Ella. Come on board. Speaker. Hi, Ella. You're on mute, my lovely. She's on mute. Okay. <laughs> you just want to give me an editing job. That's what's going on here, don't you? <laughs> no, she's gone again. She's gone again. Maybe she'll come back. Well... Just a little um, reminder that I sounded very Essex there. Just a little reminder that um, this show, <laughs> that's my natural accent, everyone. No wonder everyone back home thinks I'm posh. I've gone posh. Just a little reminder that you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Look out for myself and making on a purple background pointing at you. And we're going to... And also give us a review, a review if you can, because that really helps the discoverability of our podcast. And we're very excited because it's brand new now. This is episode five. Yes, we have Ella. Good morning, Ella. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. 
Uh, link, LinkedIn boot, booted me out of your audio room. Well, how <laughs> dare it? I'm going to have how words dare. with LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. So, Ella, what are your... Say, I, don't, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything... Um, anything that will get me booted off LinkedIn, but dodgy things have been happening on LinkedIn. (laughs) Are you talking about going off topic? Are you talking about, I kept seeing an ad for some sort of obviously scam coming from a company page the other day, and it just kept appearing in my feed. And every time I tried to block it, um, it said the content didn't exist. Is, Is that what you're talking about or something similar? Oh, no, there's been other goings on as well. But I'm interested to hear about that, Amanda. <laughs> That's all I've got. I, I don't even remember what it was. But I was like, clearly, this yeah. page has been hacked, or somebody's got ads yeah. into it that shouldn't. And it yeah. kept, a, but it kept, a, and it was an ad. So it had gone through the whole ad approval process, which leads back to a podcast we did a few weeks ago about spam ads. But anyway, uh, Ella, what are your thoughts on the Facebook group admin thing? Oh, it sounds it sounds dodgy. It sounds weird. <laughs> Do you um, have a group? You know, I haven't got a group. No, I haven't got a group. And I think this is the thing that this is why I'm I'm a bit of a I, I like to play safe a little bit, Amanda. I think, and this is why I've I've never started a Facebook group. I've never started started a membership because it's the actual admin of these of any of these groups or communities, I think that ends up turning into the headache. So even though it's like a really great idea, because obviously you're bringing people into your network, you're creating a community of like-minded people where hopefully you're going to bounce ideas off of each other and have great conversations and support each other. When the admin starts becoming a headache, the whole idea of running a community starts becoming a bit of a headache. That's why I would say I've always avoided it a little bit. And now it seems like that that's good because if you had created it and didn't have the time, you might lose it. And then the time that you spent would be wasted. Yeah, exactly. 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 I think the thing is, it's trying to keep on top of all of these things, which I mean, you know, is, has, has, or has always been and forever will be the bane of being a business owner. <laughs> As we know. <laughs> But I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say that um, going back to the thing about LinkedIn, which which I know is slightly off topic because, you know, you haven't mentioned that in the podcast. One of the things that I did want to say to people whilst I'm, I've got the, 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 the microphone here on your podcast is to be really, really vigilant about your authentication on, on every social media app. But obviously at the moment on LinkedIn, I mean, certainly in the the nerdy LinkedIn communities that I hang out in, we are very concerned about good people who seem to be being um, hacked or uh, whose accounts have been um, in some way, um, uh, you know, attacked in some kind of way and therefore LinkedIn are are giving them temporary suspensions and so forth. So just please, please, please to everybody, if you haven't put your two two-factor verification on on your LinkedIn profile please do it so thank you for giving me this opportunity to say that Amanda and making great advice great advice and I would say it's probably things as well like that scam ad 
this is the other way people get in even if you have two-factor authentication but the whole world has just got so complicated now but something like that ad where if you click through to the link it will download kind of like software that can monitor what you're doing and can actually take over the session that you're in in your LinkedIn profile and change your password and do a whole lot of stuff so more than just 2FA just be extra careful if something is going this system made me loads of money in five minutes and sometimes it will have like celebrities on there was one that was getting posted around Facebook groups of um, like a slot on it was talking about a slot that had happened on the morning show and it had steals from it and going this was the moment and then she downloaded the app and she made 90 pounds in two minutes and it's like we all know that's good too good to be true but part of our brain just goes well maybe if I gave it a shot it's probably too good to be true but what harm does it what harm does it do is when you go and download the app it downloads this malware onto your computer or onto your phone so that they can access your account so thanks for bringing that up I think that is a really important point and I know May King's just recently been through the horrors of getting hacked yeah, yeah, no, thank you for uh, sharing that, Ella. I really, really appreciate that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, you are uh, a member of um, some um, LinkedIn nerdy groups. <laughs> has um, has this been um, uh, filed to um, LinkedIn? Have, have people been uh, reporting it at all? Do you know? Oh, Ella? yeah. I mean, ev- ev- everybody, I mean, the, you know, the, the, the groups that I'm in, the people I hang around with, this is why I spend so much time on LinkedIn. I mean, they are just amazing, these people who are who, who I'm connected with, you know, um, obviously, you know, we, we, all, we both know about John Asperian, but, you know, it's, it's, it's also other great people as well. But when, when, when everybody is, is all on the same page chatting about these things, and I mean, I haven't done any reporting to LinkedIn, but I certainly know that these people who really, you know, their whole business is dependent on, on their presence on this platform. So you know when when you know that you're there's there's a, there's a chance that your your um uh activity and your account on here is going to be harmed your reputation is going to be harmed or whatever else it is then you know they are taking action to make sure that LinkedIn know about this because LinkedIn depends on depends on good people um you know staying with this platform and not thinking to themselves well if this is the kind of trouble I'm going to get on LinkedIn I'm going to go somewhere else to to build my community. It's in LinkedIn's interest, isn't it, to to make sure these things are sorted out. So true. Absolutely. And yeah, the, the horror of me losing my LinkedIn account, because that is the place where business happens, you know. So great shout out. Thanks for that, Ella. And I feel like I'm on a downer now. I should do my Essex accent again. <laughs> so, <laughs> that will press the button. I'm pressing the button. Nobody can hear it, but I'm pressing it menopausal brain you have to listen to the podcast if you want to know how great my menopausal brain button sounds okay that's cheered me up which is good because we're coming to the part of the show where we get anyone that was a speaker to tell us a little bit about their business where we can find them any offer that they have on so we will start with ella ella or introduce yourself Oh, thank you very much, Amanda. Well, yeah, so I'm, uh, I, 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 I call myself a personal branding coach, but what does that actually mean? It means I help you to be found, to be known, and then to be preferred when your ideal client wants to, wants to find someone like you. They'll come and find you rather than going to somebody else. So 
to me, that's what personal brand coaching is about. I'm, um, I, I work primarily with people in the legal and financial and regulated professions um, because I know those people find it really difficult to be visible on social media. But I will basically work with anybody who wants to be, who wants their business to be found online. So come and connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and you can find me on other platforms as well as Much More Social, which is the name of my business. Um, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok. I think you may even still be able to find me on that platform called X. So that's me. <laughs> Thanks very much. You know, I was waiting. I was sitting here waiting. Is she going to say Twitter or X? <laughs> <laughs> Making, what are you up to this week? Oh, I'm, um, I've got a, another incredible week of uh, working with fabulous uh, Get Out, uh, Get Active. Um, uh, GOGA is a program that uh, is run across uh, the UK and Wales as well, uh, supporting disabled and non-disabled people to enjoy being active together. So it's not just in sports, but in um uh, in creativity and arts and crafts and that kind of thing. So I've been doing a, a few interviews um, and this is the pre-FOMO uh, that I do, um, the pre-FOMO service that I do. So doing interviews with people that are involved with uh, Get Out Get Active uh, and we're pu putting the uh, videos out there with a view to uh, letting people know um, more about the, the programme. So I'm doing more of that training, um, more of those interviews next week. And... Um, I've been delivering training for the last three years uh, on how to use social media to generate FOMO in order to fundraise for the young leaders in cricket. So these are, um, you know, 14 to 18 uh uh, year olds who are getting involved in their local cricket uh, clubs uh, learning about cricket umpiring and so on but they're also fundraising as well uh, and so we're meeting up um, next week uh, to talk more about um, how we can get more uh, young people uh, into the uh, young leaders uh, programs we uh, teach them not just uh, FOMO but we teach them uh, all sorts of other programs as well like um uh, mental resilience, uh, mental toughness, uh, and uh, and umpiring, and uh, and bits and pieces about cricket as well. So uh, yeah, it's a FOMO training week and interviewing week next week. Making you just have the best customers. Well, apart from mine, my customers are the best customers. But you are doing <laughs> worthy work. I have to say, I feel a little bit guilty. <laughs> Although my customers are amazing. Like I said, they are better. My customers are better. Sorry. You know, clearly anyone that wants to work with me is the best customer ever. <laughs> and what are you up to next week, Amanda? So I'm doing a lot, a lot of Google Analytics for training at the moment, one-to-one -one training. So if you want that one-to-one -one assistance on setting up reports, understanding what to look at on a regular basis and what actions to take because of it, you can work one-to-one -one with me. And you know what? I think I found something I really love doing. I'm really loving teaching this. I'm loving seeing the reactions from people when they actually can see what they want to see in their analytics so lots more of that happening this week, including last week I said I was upskilling my tag manager skills. I have upskilled my tag manager skills. So tag manager is in there as one of the things that I teach as well. So if you're already versed in Google Analytics, but you haven't made the jump onto tag manager, I would highly recommend doing that. And you can totally do it yourself because it makes Google Analytics a lot easier to manage. But we can include that as part of the training as well. So that's pretty much I've been on podcasts this week as well. 
I'm sure I'm, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of podcast recording as well. So I, without looking at my diary, I can't be sure if I'm on another one next week. But again, just a little plug for myself. Apart from this podcast, if you'd like a speaker who is who loves analytics, is fun and easy to understand when they talk about it, you can give me a shout. And that's it. <laughs> so thank you for joining us for the extra shot. When will we be back making? Same bat time, same bat place. Next week. Until then. Bye-bye. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.